Hello, and you are listening to the freshly resurrected brand new FP cast, the official podcast for Fruitless Pursuits, where we bullshit about the week in pop culture. I'm Luke. And I'm Jacinta. And today we're going to be discussing... Movies, movies, television, television, collectibles, video games. So what do you think of that brand new theme song? I mean, it's snappy. Uh, I do see it overtaking uh, One Direction at the top of the charts by the end of the week. Uh, I'm sorry to all the teenage girls out there. It's a hard one to sing along to, I guess, but uh, you'll get used to it. It's a bit of a funny story. Um, I've got a confession. I pulled together all of our sponsorship money and I bought a sexy robot um, for sex. Well, you have spent money on far stupider things, Luke. This is true. Mm. And uh, But Jay, Jay Tagmeyer in um, our American contingent, pointed out that if I do spend Fruitless Pursuits funds on a sexy robot, then we do actually have to use it for Fruitless Pursuits business. Oh. Can't just bang it all the time. So uh, <laughs> it's um, we directed it, redirected it to the office in America over there with Jay, and it actually uh, recites that theme song every single episode. It's going to do it live. Yeah, well, that's uh, totally, totally worth it. I mean, the shipping was a bitch, but, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds amazing. Good and when work. it uh, wears out its usefulness, it's all mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I don't think anyone's going to want to touch it anyway. I'm going to stick a floppy in its slot. Oh, my God. So, we're back. Um, I think it's been about two years between episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why did we want to do this again? Oh, I don't know. I think we probably just just uh, had a few too many drinks one night and went, hey, hey, you know what would be a great idea? Podcast. Yeah, well, um, I host the Book Was Better podcast, which you'll hear plugged on Fruitless Pursuits constantly. You've been a guest on that and I'm uh, really enjoying doing the podcast lately. That podcast's going very well. We thought, why not? This is a great opportunity to bring this one back. And uh, it's more relaxed. We're not on all the time. Yeah. We're not trying to, like... Um, be 100% entertaining all the time, make lots of jokes, but we want to talk about the pop culture stuff that comes up on the site each week, uh, because why not? Um, because I think our thesis for Fruitless Pursuits, and if you disagree with me, you know, let me know, we'll duke it out on the recording, but, uh, you know, we're an adult site aimed at adults who have interest in this stuff, and, uh, you know, we're not trying to appease sponsors, we're not trying to um, regurgitate press releases, I think we're just honest and passionate about this stuff, and we just want to, like, chill and talk to you about it, and, um... And we're pretty good at talking bullshit, so, you know, play to your strengths. Exactly. So, um, first up, I think we're going to talk about... Television. Ah, that sexy robot was the best $5,000 I ever spent. Alright, so I guess uh, one of the biggest pieces of news... Of the last week, uh, last Sunday we did find out who our new doctor was. Get the fuck out. I know. Well, no, I can't because then I won't continue the podcast. Luke. That's, That's true. silly. Um, yeah, so I think it was probably not a great deal of surprise to a lot of people as uh, Peter Capaldi was kind of the front runner uh, amongst the bookies and a lot of the uh, people in the know, I suppose. Um, so it wasn't a great deal of shock there, but I think... I guess most people probably are kind of pro, pro Capaldi. Um, I think he's going to be pretty great. I haven't seen 
much of his his show the thick of it but i have watched a very very entertaining uh compilation of clips and um he does have a, a potty mouth and it's capaldi that's how it's pronounced i think so maybe we, yeah. should, maybe we should google it i think it is I, I, I like to think of him i think the way capaldi. to yeah the way to remember that is he's your pal i am um, i'm surprised actually i thought they would go young just because there's so many fangirls that um you know, obviously, a lot of people love Tennant, and then Matt mm. Smith was uh, played a very childlike doctor, and it was very quirky, and he got mm. his admirers. And I thought this is too big for them; they're not going to um, risk alienating that group by going with somebody older. And yet, they have. Mm. I think I don't know. I even before the announcement, I said that I really I wanted them to go older again. I, th- I think it was time. You know, you've had your two. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about Christopher Eccleston, but you know, you, you've had your two good-looking doctors. <laughs> I guess if Matt Smith is your thing, he's not my thing, but that's fine. Kind of looks like a loaf of bread. He does. He does. Actually, you know, I will. I will tell a small Doctor Who story. Um, David Tennant was my doctor. Okay, so when uh, it was announced that he was leaving and there was going to be a replacement, I was extremely upset. And when Matt Smith was announced, and you know, you saw a picture of this guy and you're like what how does how does his head work like he looks like a loaf of bread with a, a flock of hair on top of it what is, what even is this and we actually uh kind of a frankenstein creation yeah and for most of the first season uh we actually referred to him as loafy which you know in hindsight i mean we still do call him loafy but it's with uh, slightly more affection than it was during his uh his first run and I know he did. Uh, he did cop a fair bit of criticism, which wasn't really any of his fault of any of his doing. I think people were just extremely attached to David Tennant, and a lot of people were a bit, I guess, weirded out by having such a young doctor. And I am. I do feel a bit guilty that perhaps I almost. I kind of contributed to that train of thought. But uh, yeah, no, I'm. I'm definitely pro Matt Smith now. But I didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't. Haven't had that fairly intense mourning period that I felt uh, after Tennant was uh, dispatched. Controversial, but I, I actually like Matt Smith better than Tennant. Hey, you get out. I just don't think that uh, with Tennant, they knew how popular he was. And there became this point, especially in those later episodes, where half the episodes was people going, oh, he's just so... Oh, you wouldn't understand. He's the Doctor, and he's just... Oh my god, what he does for you to you, he's amazing. And I just thought, like, stop telling me how fucking amazing he is and show me how amazing he is. And then Tennant would have that thing, like, every um, couple of episodes, like it was contractually obliged, where he'd do the vengeful, I will come after you and I will do this, this, this speech. And he never quite sold it for me. It was always kind of playing make-believe. And he was so serious, and I could see he was trying, he was acting his little heart out, but I never, double hearts out, but I never <laughs> kind of bought it. So, I don't know, I'm glad they're shaking it up. I actually, when I first saw Capaldi, I thought he looked a little bit like a, maybe an older tenant. Not in a flattering way, but, mm. you know. And I imagine, like, it's good, they can't go childlike again. So, I, I think he'll be quite erratic and eccentric, but uh, hopefully a man. He'll be a manly doctor. Hmm. Yeah, I think he'll be that uh, kind of scary dad kind of thing. You know, if you went around to your friend's place and they had that, you know, that dad that would kind of look at you disapprovingly if you uh, were a bit loud or caused a bit of a ruckus. I feel like uh, that could be 
kind of cool to have that. Sort of, you know, Clara's running around doing all the stuff that she would have expected to be doing with Eleven, and this new Doctor's sort of going, but but why? I'm kind of interested, um, and this is probably from hanging around Courtney too much, who's a uh, <laughs> big Doctor Who fan and a big costume fan. Um, I'm curious as to what he's going to be wearing. I hope he's mm. like that kind of dad that doesn't give a shit, yeah. and he's wearing like maybe you know stained pajama pants and an old brown <laughs> terry toweling bathrobe. Yeah. yeah, I think they've been uh, the last three have been, I guess, relatively conservative in their dress. I don't know if we're going to have the uh, time for cra- a patchwork. crazy patchwork <laughs> jacket again. Um, yeah, so I've I don't know. I don't know if twelve is really going to sell a crazy, you know, like a jester's hat and a <laughs> hessian sack, you know what I mean? But it'll be interesting. I guess, you know, once the guy's announced, then obviously the big, the next big speculation is uh, what he's going to be wearing. Doctor Who is generally reasonably asexual, is that correct? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, they uh, obviously introducing the River storyline has kind of... Change that up Change a little bit. Change that up, yeah. Because I'd like to see him be a little bit uh, lecherous towards uh, Clara. <laughs> maybe, um, you know, wink at her a lot. Maybe uh, have some busy hands, yeah. wandering hands in the TARDIS. Yeah. Which would be kind of funny because, you know, if, if that sort of thing had happened with Tennant or Smith, everyone would have been like, ooh, yeah. I ship them, I ship them. But, uh, you know, doing it with an older doctor, I think that would be pretty funny i'd like him to threaten to spank her and maybe even follow through with it on a couple of occasions um look i'm going to say something very sensible now to kind of counterbalance that i think regardless of what your opinion is and who you thought maybe should have been the doctor this thing is so important to bbc and to the doctor who creators i mean it's absolutely massive for them and they know how important it is they know how passionate the fans are so they mean they must have looked at every option and we don't mm. know what he did in his audition um you know he they obviously saw something in him mm. which had them very excited and that was out of uh, i presume hundreds of people and we don't know what that thing is yet but that's the kind of exciting mm. thing yep. is they do have a plan mm. whether we ultimately like their plan or agree with their plan capaldi obviously was what they wanted for their plan and mm. fitted best with the direction they're taking the show. Mm. So knowing they've got all that uh, that up their sleeve, I'm kind of excited. I think it'll be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, definitely excited for this new season. Uh, I was a little bit pessimistic going into to Matt Smith initially, but this one I'm, you know, absolutely 100% on board uh, on the on the 12 train and uh, ready to roll. And it's all kind of silly, quaint quirky British stuff anyway, isn't it? I've got to admit, I'm not caught up on Doctor Who. I've just been watching season seven with Courtney recently. And, um, like, one of the ones I watched was the cowboy one with the cowboy <laughs> bounty hunter. And you go, you know, like, I like Doctor Who. I'm entertained by it. But it is a little bit shit as well sometimes. <laughs> like, you're looking at that bounty hunter mm. and uh, he's not really very high tech and mm. kind of intimidating. He looks like a guy that's finding it difficult to walk and breathe under mm. some uh, pretty roughly applied latex. Yeah. It's all shot during the day. It's like they took a camera out to Pioneer World and, like, had a bit of a fuck around. Um, mm. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm hoping maybe I'll even catch up this time. Mm. I think the uh, the very first Doctor Who episode I ever saw was the one, I don't even know what it's called, I call it Pigs in New York, um, the two-parter that had uh, Andrew Garfield in it where they were turning people into pigs to build the Empire State Building or something. There were Daleks. I don't know. Um, 
And God knows why I decided to continue watching the series after having seen that episode, but, you know, thank goodness I did because, uh, you know, we all, we all need a little bit of Doctor. Movies. Okay, so there's been quite a few new trailers this week that we've been uh, watching and getting a little bit excited about. Uh, yeah, we've had... Uh, we'll, we'll start off first uh, with perhaps the... Maybe, look, we won't say least exciting, but uh, we're going to go with uh, so American Hustle. If you've heard of this one, uh, it's got a pretty pretty cool cast. It's got Christian Bale. With a comb over. Uh, with a comb over. Uh, Bradley Cooper. With a perm. Uh, Jeremy Renner. With uh, looking like a bit of a... About 40 pounds on. A buff head. <laughs> um, Amy Adams. God damn, I'm loving Amy Adams at the moment. She's a little bit older than me too, which is a man of advanced years. That's kind of exciting. But I think she's stunning. And they're really playing up uh, the sexiness. Mm. And they also thing. have uh, Jennifer Lawrence in there, who I have a total girl crush on. She's absolutely amazing mm. as well. It's a very stylish, uh, fun-looking trailer, actually. We were just talking about the fact that um, we probably have no idea what it's really about. Mm. Uh, a forgery. Um, uh, yeah, some kind of... Hustle. Bait and switch or some kind of American hustle, Possibly maybe? Possibly set, yeah, set in or America. around America. Yeah. Um, I think the real, uh, you know, winner in that trailer is uh, the scene with Bradley Cooper in Rollers. Uh, that's not something I could probably would have ever imagined seeing, but you know, I'm a, I'm a better person for it. It's funny because um, it's very very stylish, beautiful sort of trailer. It's all about uh, evoking a mood and an atmosphere. Um, and the director is David O. Russell, who gave us the fighter. And um, did he do? Oh, fuck, I'm blanking on it. What was the one with Jennifer Lawrence that she won the Oscar for? Oh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously he's he does these like really big sort of stylish movies. He's a very confident director, and he was the guy that was attached to the Uncharted movie. Oh right, do you remember that? And he was gonna add like a family, and um, it was gonna be this heist caper movie with Robert De Niro and all these mm. other people. And the fans were like, that's not Uncharted, fuck you, David O'Russell. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny because he was just like, yeah, okay, well, fuck, I don't need to, I don't need to do this video game movie. I'll do, like, American Hustle. And uh, it looks to me like probably a better use of his time, actually. Mm. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, and, I mean, it's obviously been a great uh, exercise in taking three, looks like, arguably attractive men, obviously they uh, cater to taste, and making them look horrendous. Look, I... I think Bradley Cooper is one of the better-looking people going around, but I, I would not. I would not do. Would not do. No, not with the perm. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I mean, I'm sure it is a life achievement to uh, run your fingers through the perm of a man, but it's not one that I'm looking to tick off. You wouldn't grab, grab old Bradley Cooper by his short and curlies and pull, <laughs> pull him towards you? Oh, God, no. Um, that that uh, Amy Adams, though. My word. And um, speaking of Jennifer Lawrence as well, we watched the. Um, we just watched all these, so they're just very <laughs> fresh. Uh, we watched the Catching Fire, the new international trailer. Mm. Deja Vu, the exact same film as the first Hunger Games film, by the look of it. Yeah, look, it is. I'm I'm a big fan of the book series, so I, you know, I, I think that. Uh, what am I trying to think of? Criticism is going to be uh, coming up probably a fair bit, and look. It is fair. The second book and movie is pretty much exactly the same as the first, um, just with a little bit more of the rebellion. Uh, you do get introduced to a lot more characters, which are then going to be very important in the third movie. And one particular uh, massive uh, fan favourite character, Finnick O'Dare, is introduced in this book, which uh, 
movie also, uh, who's going to be a, a pretty big deal. Who's playing that? Um, I can't remember his name, but it is the guy who... We saw him in something recently, he didn't was we? In, he you was were in, like, oh, he's going to be Finnick. I love he, Finnick. <laughs> he was in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He was the uh, missionary. Oh, that fucked the mermaid and that got crabs. The mermaid, yeah. He got hermit crabs. Listen to The Book Was Better, Pirates of the Caribbean episode, Jacinta and I. Look at this synergy. Oh, man. Crossover. Paying it forward like mm. little Haley Joel. He got stabbed, actually, because he did that. So don't pay it forward. <laughs> you know, I think what's funny is, you know, you're watching that Catching Fire trailer. It's the same train, the same dress on fire. Um, and there's this point, the line that struck me in the trailer is something like, mm. forget everything you think you know about the Hunger Games. And that's because they want you to forget so that they can sell you the exact same movie again. Sort of, kind of. I mean, stuff happens in it where it's not... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say too much for without anyone who wants to see this movie and doesn't want to read the books without it being spoiled. But like, essentially, okay, uh, base elements. It is exactly the same, but there's other stuff going on, uh, kind of below the surface, which I'm sure they'll actually probably show more in the movie. In the book, it kind of, you know, you're just with Katniss in the arena. And you don't find out about all this other stuff until it kind of happens at the end. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of translate that whole story. What's going to happen is you're going to go to this movie and the usher's not just going to show you to his, your seat. He's going to hit you in the brain <laughs> with his torch. And you're going to be like sitting there going, fuck, who am I? Where am I? But then, oh, this is new. <laughs> you know, wait, I, I still hate Peter. I still hate him. Son of a baker. <laughs> We watched the Thor trailer, Thor mm. 2, Thor The Dark World. We're all excited about this, aren't we? Oh, Thor boners all over the place. Oof. Except, um, what do you think about... I know Courtney did some commentary about all this. Um, mm. What do you think about the whole Loki thing? They're really pushing uh, Loki, and I feel like Thor is getting a bit of a raw deal. I mean, mm. we saw this at uh, the recent San Diego Comic-Con when Loki came out and, um, you know, wowed the crowd and was very charming and told everyone to kneel and suck his dick and do all these other things. <laughs> but where was Christopher Hemsworth? Well, he's I'm fairly confident he's actually filming a movie in China at the moment uh, with actually very handsome... Uh, I think he's a Taiwanese actor called Lee Hong Wang, which I'm quite excited about, but that's completely unrelated. No, but I think he's filming a movie, so you're that's probably why I wasn't there. You're excited about Wang? I am. I am. Just just a little bit. Just, just a little Wang. Just, just a tip. So there's a tip? <laughs> Wang. Wang. Chinese Wang. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very... I'm personally pro-Loki, but I do see this potentially going down a bit of a weird road, I guess. I mean, he's become such a fan favourite character that, I mean, there's been, uh, I'm fairly sure these incredibly unfounded rumours, but, you know, rumours of a uh, a Loki standalone movie, which, you know, I mean, the movie's called Thor, and you don't want him to be um, overshadowed by this essentially secondary character just because people like him a lot yeah. so they've kind of inserted him more into the movie than they might have if he hadn't been so crazy popular i think a lot of these fans would like to insert him into more than just the movie but well yeah, yeah. what um <laughs> courtney was sort of saying was would we get that jack sparrow effect mm. you know where you, you take this popular character and then you milk it to death and uh the writers start to write what they think people want from this character rather than let mm. it organically happen and be story based yeah. and i do feel for him because those fans at san diego comic con were crazy there's like this woman um, we had a video up on our site which mm, we'd leech yes. from somewhere else 
But um, there's this woman going like, watch out, Loki, and like screaming at him. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, holy crap, that must be terrifying for him. Like, I know he's charming and he keeps his cool and he's very gracious. But like anyone, he must have a snapping point. And I kind of wondered if, um, you know, he got backstage and there was Kevin Feige from Marvel and he was like, what the fuck was that, Kevin? Never again. Do not make me go out there in front of you. Did you see the size of that fucking woman? And uh, just like went absolutely nuts because um, poor, poor little Tom. Mm, he did actually. I think he did interviews afterwards saying it's one of the most terrifying things he's ever done. Yeah. Can you imagine what those people would have looked like though? Uh, yeah. You know, you assemble uh, 20 of his biggest fans there at Comic-Con mm. um, and put them in a room with him. I imagine mm. that would be just terrifying. Mm. Um, and he's a smart guy as well. And from the comments that were being yelled out, I don't know if he had an equal in the crowd. No. I don't know. And uh, of course the other controversy about um, uh, Loki in... Thor 2 is that he looks like Tommy Wiseau. Oh, come now. Oh, hi, Thor. Oh, Thor, you're such a chicken. Chip, 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 chip. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, to be fair, it's only, you know, it's only at the start, and that's in that, that first trailer. Uh, he is looking extremely Wiseau-y, but, uh, you know, in the second one, he's all handsome, but I must say, I, I love Tom Hiddleston, I do. I think he's wonderful and very good-looking and handsome, but God damn, does that man have a forehead. You could, like, park a car on that thing. Set a face like a letter opener. <laughs> he does. He's extremely angu- angular and handsome, but, you know. And finally, we watched um, the trailer for Ender's Game. Yeah. The new one. Yeah, that looks absolutely fantastic. I admit that I have not actually read the book, but I, uh, I will endeavour to do that before the movie. Um, yeah, really yeah. do. Do, do, do. Um, it's one of those books, when I was about 13... A friend of the family said, uh, you know, hey, I know you like to read. Here you go. Read this book. I think you'll really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, absolutely blew me away. Love it. I don't know how it holds up now for people. Seems to be a bit of a boyish book. Like, I know a lot of guys like it. And um, some of my female friends that have read it have gone, eh, it's not really for me. But um, I think it's an interesting one. And uh, the movie looks like it's going for a far more sort of action, sci-fi-y kind of adventure um, than the book, which is a lot more thoughtful and, and has a lot more sort of internal stuff going on. But I think that's probably the right choice. Different medium, and I'm interested to see what happens. And mm. holy shit, like Harrison Ford looks like he's um, locked in there and, and ready to rock it. Yeah, and that uh, young kid, whoever's playing the main guy, I mean, obviously it's only a trailer, so we're only seeing a bit of his his uh, repertoire, but he, he looks pretty solid, you know. You've, you ne- Obviously, I'm assuming this is a pretty big, iconic character. You've got to get a uh, really well, solid... Well, he's the kid from Hugo, which everybody, um, well, was very critically acclaimed. I've heard mm. a lot of people say, Oof, I don't know what the thing was with that. It was terrible, but um, I've not seen it. But, yeah, that's uh, his second big role, I believe. Mm. So, um, yeah, look out for that. And I think it looks pretty slick, considering that it's Gavin Hood directing, who did the completely cheap and unambitious Wolverine X-Men Origins, whatever the <laughs> fuck that thing was. That was terrible. So that good mistake. on him. mistake. And last thing, um, this was sort of earlier in the week, kind of old news now, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Uh, people are talking, of course, about who's going to be the next Batman mm. for this uh, Batman-Superman team-up or fight that's going to happen that uh, Zack Snyder's directing in 2015 so we're led to believe and uh, there's a few names thrown around um, Josh Brolin mm-hmm. so they're going older obviously yeah. yeah well I like Josh Brolin 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I guess, for the on a franchise perspective. Uh, you know, if they're going to be doing, you know, five, four, five movies with this slot, there's going to be, you know, they're going to get old quite quickly. Yeah, you got to account for ten years, really, mm. don't you? I, I would put someone in that was a similar age to Cavill. Yeah, who his early thirties, I think, yeah. 32, 33. Yep. I think that's pretty perfect. I would love to see Christian Bale come back, and I'm sure they went mm. for it and asked him, but apparently he's not into it, so I don't know. But uh, there's hopefully enough money in the world. Because, I mean, it's a lot to establish an entirely new Batman and a new origin mm. and a new Gotham and all that sort of stuff while you're doing a Superman sequel at the same time. Yeah. Seems really uh, a tough gig for me. And um, Ryan Gosling, who's not that old. No, he would uh, he would match up to your... Age requirements. I don't. I don't. I mean, I I do like Ryan Gosling. I don't know if he could kind of play that. Well, I say I don't know if he could play a tortured badass that well. But you know, he did fairly well in Drive. Yeah, so he was kick-ass. He in was that, pretty so, amazing. Um, I'd actually buy that. I'd like yeah. to see that. Richard Armitage. Mm. Now he is sexy Thorin Oakshield mm. in The Hobbit. He sure is. Uh, and he was in Merlin as well. Was he? No, he was in Robin Hood. Robin Hood, the other. You know, British BBC generic. He's in Captain America. He's that guy that oh, he is. Tr- shoots yeah. the scientist that created the super serum thing and then goes running off and throws that fucking kid in the water. Yeah. So good on him. Yeah, I think he'd. Uh, I think he would have the bottom face half uh, good enough for the the cowl. I believe. Yeah, I'm, he might be my sharp. favorite on this list. Actually, yeah, my favorite of all the ones that people want is John Hamm. Like, I would love to see Batman, but yeah. I just... I, apparently, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's mm. committed and um, that won't... Because people wanted him for Superman originally as well. Mm. And he's a very funny guy. He appears on some comedy podcasts occasionally, and mm. uh, he's great. So I'd love to see him do it. Um, who's this person here? Uh, that is sexy Alcide Hevero from uh, True Blood. He plays one of the werewolves. Joe... Manganiello, I believe. I'm so not. I'm not great at pronouncing his surname. But someone you know. cheap, then. I'm assuming that they can uh, lock well, down. For, so you forget probably. that. Probably. Like, um, wasn't Chris Hemsworth paid something like 250 grand for Avengers? Yeah. So you know, what's Joe Manganiello going to get paid for Batman? Like a piece of chicken? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he's not even a hugely main character in True Blood, I guess. Well, I mean, I haven't watched it for the last three seasons because it got completely retarded. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's not going to command as much as, say, Ryan Gosling, but then Richard Armitage has only really had one kind of major yeah. movie role, you know, and he's finished uh, filming with uh, The Hobbit now, so... He probably got paid about... Ten grand for the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, a lot of cast. He got paid in wetter merchandise. A lot of dwarves there. And um, finally, Max Martini. Uh-huh. Now, Max Martini... He's I got... our favourite mate, mate. Yeah, he played the uh, Australian dad in Pacific Rim um, and decided, oh, I'm playing an Australian, I won't research Australian accents, I won't uh, hang out with anyone Australian, I'll just fucking wing it. And I think somehow he drifted into South African or something mm. happened there. I will never... I like Batman. I'm a, I'm a bad fan. Yep. I will never forgive Max Martini for what he did in Pacific Rim. He needs to record and make a sincere apology to the Australian people for that bullshit. 
Oh, look, you know, I, I as a fellow Australian, wasn't actually that offended by it, to be honest. Uh, he sounded quite... Well, this is going to sound really bad anyway. He just sounded really Queenslander, um, which... You know, if, if you're familiar with the accent of far north Queensland, you know, it wasn't too far off. But, uh, yeah, look, you know, it's a, it's not the easiest accent in the world to do, so I, I just kind of don't give too much of a shit, really. But I, I do I do agree that it was pretty uh, bullshit that they got some American who could not do the accent to save his life when there's about 40,000 Australian actors in L.A., and uh, they pretty much would have done it for a piece of chicken. Done it for a meat pie. <laughs> video games. Have you been playing many video games at the moment? Well, I'm not much of a gamer, to be honest. Uh, I, with you know, those big release titles that everyone gets super, super excited about, I sit down for eh, two hours and then uh, never bother to play it again. But one game that has really uh, captured me is delightful Animal Crossing, which has been out for a couple of weeks now, but, uh, you know, it's, it's that sort of game that you need to invest a few weeks into. We are all still pretty crazy mad for it, and uh, it's funny because I was excited about The Last of Us, and uh, if you're a regular reader of the site, you'll notice I haven't reviewed it. There's been no review of The Last of Us. <laughs> and that's because I got about halfway through, and I'm really enjoying it, but I'm like, oh, this is really hard and scary, and I like, I'm going to go and fish in Animal Crossing. I'm going to collect some bugs. And uh, I'm a late convert because uh, when people have described Animal Crossing to me before, I've thought, that's this the lamest game ever. <laughs> you guys suck. Why would you waste your time playing that? But um, I got New Leaf and I started playing it and it's just amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I got the last game uh, for the original DS and I can't remember why I bought it. I just heard a lot of people were into it and really addicted to it. And I went, oh, this sounds a bit bit weird, I guess. But fine, whatever, I'll, I'll try it out. And I was absolutely obsessed with it. And uh, when I got the new game, I thought, oh, you know, I'm sure it'll probably be much of the same and it won't be bringing much to the table. And, and I guess essentially it kind of is. But uh, what's really different from the last game is, you know, back in the olden days, I didn't have, like, Wi-Fi in my house. And so connecting to other villages was just near impossible. And this game makes it really easy. It really encourages you to visit other towns and interact with other people. And it's just, you know, I, I think if it didn't have that, I probably wouldn't be quite as enamoured with it. But uh, I'm, I'm so still really, really into it. Plus, now you can change your pants. Uh, you can change your pants. I don't think you could do that before. Um, I did an article during the week for Thursday Threesome about my three favourite characters. And when I was doing the research about them, uh, I was actually looking for some images that weren't screen caps. And I was on the Animal Crossing wiki. And it turns out that all my favourites and most of the inhabitants in my town are the ones that are considered to be rude or cranky or oh. like snobby or stuck up. Like they're the ones that I love. I think they're great. Oh. And um, I've just got this new guy that's coming in. He's called Rodeo. And he's this, like, big fuck-off bull guy with sunglasses that looks like, um, you know, one of those sort of poochie from The Simpsons kind of characters. <laughs> and it's just like, hey, I'm Rodeo! Who likes to party? <laughs> so I can't wait for him to come in and just, like, fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be incredible. But what's the backstory for Animal Crossing? Like, 
I like to know where I am in a game and what's happening, and I don't really understand the fiction. Is it like a dystopian future where, like, humanity has been crushed and animals have evolved? <laughs> because although we get to go and meet each other in uh, multiplayer, mm. we're, we're kind of segregated. It's only mm. one human allowed in a town. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that if we tried to breed or anything like that, that they would, um, you know, electrocute us or... Yeah, I think it's probably not worth... Uh... Drop us down a hole somewhere. Oh, it's <laughs> worth it. Let's let's just run with this. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not worth uh, overanalyzing Animal Crossing too much, given that at the start of the game... Uh... You basically turn up and are made mayor, even though you're trying to tell them that, no, 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 you're definitely not the mayor. So, you know, there's, there's not a lot of logic going on in, in the Animal Crossing universe. that's to placate you, that it's kind of like you're living a Truman Show sort of existence, where they, like, everybody's like, hey, you know, here, have my coconut, and trying to keep you happy. <laughs> but I feel like you're very much under control there it's like um you know just to get someone into your town you have to go and speak Mm. to a monkey and there's a complicated opening of gates and Mm. uh you know they let the people in and i just feel like they don't want humans to rise again Mm. so they give you that kind of fake feeling of power like you're influencing things but you're not really influencing anything okay you put a park bench somewhere or a street Mm. sign they're just trying to keep you happy Mm. and like those Bitches, you know, you make public works projects and it says, yeah, yeah, the townspeople will donate to it. Those bitches don't donate shit. I know. It's all pretend. And then you do your little ceremonies, you open the new fountain. Yeah. And they're all and they clap happy. and they fuck off. Yeah, and they leave as well. Don't you find that's the hardest oh, thing? They'll just... Jerks. A character that you really love will just get up and go, yeah, by the way, I'm moving. See ya. And mm. then they're gone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they give you a bit of warning and you can say, no, 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 don't leave. And sometimes they just send you a letter and go, well... I hate your guts. I'm leaving. I'm bullshitting them now. Like, they'll come up to me and go, Oh, I really love Crucian Carps. Do you think you could catch me a Crucian Carp? Because Crucian Carps are all I fucking think about these days. <laughs> and I go, Yeah, absolutely. I'll get you one. I'll, I'll bring it to you. Never even go looking for one. Yeah, no, I do that half the time too, but just because I can't be bothered. Like, I'll get it and I'll go, Yeah, yeah, I'll do that thing. And then I'll just forget about it. And I think, I think that does kind of piss them off and if you are looking forward to looking to get rid of a villager i think that's a pretty good way to do it do they actually leave because you've neglected them and stuff i've heard i've heard they do um on one of the animal crossing groups on facebook i've been reading that if you uh like push them into pitfall seeds and hit them with your net and stuff that can can piss them off also not talking to them for long stretches can uh cause them to leave i love hitting you with my net I thought you'd said, oh, like that was a euphemism. What was it a euphemism? I'm like kidding you with my net in the game. I'm like running up to your character, just bopping you on the fucking head with my net. Um, they, they're not afraid to guilt you, though. Like I hadn't spoken mm. to them for a while because I've just been getting on with it. You know, yeah. I've got bugs to catch. I'm building, mm. like I'm making a mansion. And uh, I spoke to a, a goose or something the other day and she was like, oh, we're on speaking terms now, are we? I thought you'd forgotten all about me. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> It's such trip. needy pricks. Any games coming out that you're excited about? I will say, I got a Vita last week, a PlayStation mm-hmm. Vita, mm. because they're really cheap, because apparently mm. nobody wants one. Um, and what I've discovered, having gotten one, and it's a very nice machine, I did get it at a really good price, there's no games on it. Mm. Like, there's not really any must-have games. So I've been playing Uncharted 
Golden Abyss. And the great thing is I'm a PlayStation Plus member, so I get free games for it all the time. But if anybody has any recommendations for what the hell I should do with this beta, I know I shouldn't say that because someone's going to be like, throw it in the river. Uh, drive over it in your car. It's I guess it's a quiet time for games at the moment. You know, we've got the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One coming out later in the year, and mm. it's like everything's just poised. And it's so bleak that I think I'm actually going to buy and review Disney Infinity when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, see, I find that kind of interesting, but I like all stupid, shitty games like that, so I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not a, you know, gamer that's going to buy all the blockbusters and sit down and invest 40 hours in them. I just want fun little kitty games. I'm that, well, I'm that person. But Infinity, I mean, the thing is, people say, okay, well, it's Skylanders because you've got to buy the stupid toys and you put them in the thing mm. and then you play with them in, in the game. But they're actually doing something very, very smart. I don't know if you've heard about the um, kind of concept behind this. Obviously, each figure unlocks a different kind of world and a different kind of uh, play style and a different kind of game. Mm-hmm. And um, the best thing about it is there's a sandbox mode, which I think is called Toy Box, which is kind of like you can spawn in objects and create mm-hmm. your own games and build things and oh, do whatever cool. the hell you want. Um, you can put Jack Sparrow on a bicycle and go on a race. <laughs> you can do whatever. And that yeah. already, I love creating stuff. I love making my own games. Mm. Even if I own, didn't buy anything beyond the starter pack, I would just be happy to get in there and um, create chaos and, and, and cause mm. shit. But um, basically what they're doing is every time, you know, Disney and Pixar each have a movie out each year. And what they used to do was rush out a tie-in video games. Mm. They'd get a studio to do it. they develop the whole thing. And I guess when you're doing two of these a year, you're sitting there going, how the fuck do we do something different? Like, what do we do? So the reason it's called um, Infinity is from now on, they'll just, when a new film comes out, they'll create a new set Mm. and it will plug into Infinity and it'll just keep building and expanding and you'll have more and more more stuff to build with and play with. And um, I think that makes sense. I don't know if it's any good, but um, even like cynical adult reviewers and things, people who have been playing it, getting previews and stuff, are like, this is a kind of interesting game. This isn't what, quite what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And look, seriously, it's a wasteland out there. There's nothing else. I'm desperate to buy a video game. I think I'll do it. I'll review it. And uh, we'll see what happens. At the worst, I've lost 70 bucks. Like you said, I've spent a lot more on stupider things. Sex bot. Collectibles. <laughs> My big collectible news for this uh, week, um, I reviewed Coulson, mm-hmm. Hot Toys Agent Phil Coulson last week. Um, he's a great figure. You got him too. I did. I did. Um, you don't open yours though, no, do you? No, he's still in his box. That's I, so lame. I don't... Look, I have to rearrange my uh, display to be able to fit Coulson in, so I'd rather just leave him in the box until I have time. But I have had a look at yours and uh, he's pretty amazing. For, you know, for, for just a dude in a suit, he's a... Really, really cool figure. Very finely tailored suit. Mm. But um, I do have other news. Look, uh, Hot Toys obviously is my focus at the moment in terms of my collecting. If you're not familiar with them, they're 12-inch figures, dolls if you want. They are very dollish. They're wearing clothes. But they are incredibly realistic. Um, they, they have amazing likenesses to the actors that uh, are in these films. Um, and the newest one I got, I got it the other day. It's not up on the site yet. Might be by the time you hear this. Uh, but I got the Hot Toys Catwoman, the Anne Hathaway Dark Knight Rises version. And i got to say, for someone who's just always singing their praises, I was a little bit disappointed with this one. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, when I kind of walked in the room, I sort of went, oh, 
Oh, okay. When normally you, you look at a hot toy and you go, holy shit, that thing is amazing. Well, I've had that problem photographing it. Mm. And I noticed even when the Hong Kong blogger photos came out mm. on release a, a month or so ago, um, they weren't that impressive. Yeah. And uh, it's a really hard one because I guess the costume is quite simple. It's just a black suit. It's not that yeah. exciting. And um, the thing is, I'm looking at the photos I'm taking of it and I'm thinking, this just looks like a doll. Mm. And the whole effect of hot toys is that you put those photos up and there are people that go oh is that a like a toy that looks amazing you know that's mm. so cool this one they're gonna go oh you bought a very expensive doll <laughs> and i'm kind of nervous about that but um beyond that what really kind of worried me is um the quality control issues and the goggles uh, and she's got those intricate weird goggles that everybody was trying to figure out before the movie came out mm. um they slide down over her face but then they flip up onto her head and spin around 180 degrees to form faux cat ears. Um, and they've done made functional goggles to this scale. Uh, so they're very tiny and they've got very thin arms and they just broke like into two pieces as soon as I got them out of the box. One of the um, arms broke and one of the lenses fell off. And um, Sideshow, uh, brilliant. I did buy it directly from Sideshow. Uh, I think they're really great with their customer service from everything I've read. I could take photos of the breakage. Um, and apparently this is really common. It's a uh, Catwoman gate. Um, the goggles are breaking a lot. I think a lot of people have had this same problem. Sideshow are organizing replacements when they can get them from Hong Kong. But I ended up today just going, fuck it, I'm just going to super glue this thing. Because it's I don't resell my stuff. I don't mm. keep it in the box. It's going on the shelf. I've glued it back together. It's holding so far. But still, it's a real shame. Because uh, she's coveted. Um, she's sold out everywhere. Prices are really high on eBay. People do want this figure, but it's disappointing. Certainly nowhere near as nice as uh, the Black Widow figure. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you spend so much on, you know, so much money on a, a figure. You want it to be pretty perfect when it comes out of the box. I had a tiny little issue with my uh, Avengers Thor that something was broken in the box. Uh, and it was a really minor thing that I could have easily bought a replacement part for, but I went, no, look, you know what? I'm I'm going to get this sorted out. So luckily, you know, I went through a different um, retailer, but they got in touch with uh, Sideshow and got it sorted out really, really quickly. But, you know, if it's, you know, you're paying a lot of money for these things. You want them to be, to be tip-top shape. I have no idea what I think this podcast is you know this is a really interesting sort of thing to be like now here i am as an adult complaining about my like catwoman (laughs) doll that kind of broke it's like is that entertaining to someone listening and i think this is um well if someone if someone's listening to this and they go fuck yeah i got that catwoman mine broke too what the fuck you know, they might not have Googled it. No, I agree with you, but I, I think this is the problem that we always have with the site, and it's a difficult thing, is mm. we cover so many different topics. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably someone that's sitting there going, like, Animal Crossing, fuck yeah, I love rodeo, here's the life of my parties. <laughs> but then, you know, you start talking about this Catwoman doll, and they go, oh, fuck, why am I listening to this shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's those little bits for everyone. I guess, you know, you've got fast forward, you're an adult, you can, like, pick and choose and find but um you know maybe we'll tell you about something that you don't know about or kind of interested in or uh not interested in yeah i mean consider us a quality street box of podcasts you know not everybody likes the uh the choc caramels that's fine somebody else might like the choc caramels yes as far as gump once said yes he said i'll just leave that there i love you (laughs) jenny
Thank you, sexy robot lady. Uh, we don't have any comics for you this week. Uh, because, oh, though I oh. did get, I bought um, the second trade paperback collection of Saga by Brian K. Vaughan, uh-huh. who right. did Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. Those first six issues are fucking amazing. Like, I yeah. love this thing. I didn't like Why the Last Man. I know that's not a very popular opinion. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, check out Saga. It's a kind of twisted sci-fi fantasy thing, but... Um, Nothing like you'd expect. Incredibly intricate world. Um, just teases out all the details. I've got volume two. Haven't read it yet, but I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. So check that out, and hopefully um, I'll uh, have more about that soon. Cool. So uh, for our books section... Now, you got a comic... book here. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, I, uh, I saw it crop up on Book Depository, and uh, it was relevant to several of my interests. Uh, it is called William Shakespeare's Star Wars uh, by Ian... Dosha. 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 Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian. The subtitle, Verily, A New Hope. Uh, and it's like, it's a lot of fun. I really, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, so this is a retelling got, yeah, of A New Hope. It's a complete retelling of A New Hope. But done, done in, in iambic pentameter. Yes, yes. Done as a, done in a play format. So you've got, you know, your different scenes and your settings and everything. Now, I haven't read any of this. Yeah, I guess, I guess the best way... For us to really, uh, you know, let you know all about this book is to obviously act out a scene because we are we are actors, obviously. Yeah, yeah. entertainers. Yeah, entertainers. We entertain. Uh, I'm entertaining. So we're starting on uh, page 139, scene three. Our setting is space. Uh, what act are we in? What? What act are we in? It's not like scene three of the whole thing. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, act five. Act five, act five scene, scene three. three. Uh, space aboard the Millennium Falcon. Enter Han Solo and Princess Leia. Thy rescue hath been wondrous, thinkest thou not? Say I, at times I do myself amaze. Amazing hath my rescue of thee been. Amazing is my hand at piloting. Amazing all my part in this escape. Amazing I, tis true, my handsome looks. Ah, oh, amazing is thy pride and love of self. Thus stand I now amazed that ever thou shouldst allow thy great amazing self to stoop so low that thou wouldst rescue such as I. But let me now amaze thee, if I may, by telling thee that thy amazement is misplaced. For never have imperial ships let enemies escape with such great ease, as thou and thy amazing vessel have just now amazingly escaped. Nay, nay, callest thou this venture easy, princess? Pish! I'll warrant we are being tracked even now. This ship shall never tracked be, good sis. Methinks thou dost upon this vessel far too great a trust bestow, bestow. but none of that. I merely am relieved that art doth the information safely in him guard. But wherefore does this matter, princess, say? What carries he? Rebellion's greatest hope, for he doth hold the readouts technical unto that battle station, I, the one that such great power displayed over Alderaan. My hope is that when the data can be read, an inner weakness we shall find. Though thou hast seen this battle end, the war has not concluded yet. But there thou errest, thou dost not speak my mind, for this ship and its pilot, princess, tis concluded now. I have not joined thy revolution, nay. My purpose runs not to rebellion help, my purpose runs not to assist thyself. My purpose runs toward one aim alone, and I do speak it plain, I shall be paid. 
and will be paid, and every aspect of my being lives in expectation of the moment when thou shalt my coffers fill. O fiendish knave, be thou concerned not over thy reward. If thou in money dost find love, then surely thou shalt have it, aye. Oh, and then in comes Luke Skywalker and cockblocks the whole thing. Oh, I would love to, Jesus. I wanted to keep going. I would have read the whole fucking thing. If uh, copyright rules allowed such a thing. Yeah, no, that, that, was, that was, was pretty fun. That was pre- it's pretty fun. I uh, I can't remember how much it was. It was about 20 bucks or something. But that was, it was far better than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be kind of shitty, to be honest. But uh, there's a, it's really good, really, really good. Go and buy the man's damn book. Yeah, the il- illustrations in it are pretty great as well. So, yeah, if you like uh, well, if you like Star Wars and Shakespeare, then absolutely go for it. Stick it in your face. That, that's a Shakespeare line. Yeah. <laughs> Board games. Now, Fruitless Pursuits has about 12 contributors, I think. 400. Um, We've got about 400. 400 contributors. Yep. Uh, most of us are here in Australia, but we have our good friend Jay Tagmeyer and uh, our good friend Jeff Raymond, both in America. And we have our good friend Strider Wolf, who sounds funny to say that out loud, <laughs> uh, who is in Canada. Ah, oh, the land, great land of Canada. Land yeah. of moose and beaver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always so, uh, you know, like upset when people do any sort of racial stereotypes about Australians and stuff. But uh, <laughs> when it's everybody else, I'm like, ah! He's got a I mean, it's not like they mouth don't... full of maple syrup and he's riding a moose. I mean, it's not like they don't have moose and beaver over there. Mm. I'm not going to be offended if someone says that we ride kangaroos to work, because fuck, man, we do. We would if we could, if they weren't too busy boxing everything. Well, that's true. So um, our expert about board games and uh, Kickstarter and all that sort of fun stuff is Mr. J. Tagmire in America. Now, he's not here because he's in America. But uh, luckily, through the um, magic of the internet, uh, he's able to record a little segment. And that was a um, unexpected benefit of the sex bot, actually. She's got this yeah. uh, little funnel in between her legs, and you can just speak directly into it, and it records everything you say. Yeah, that's great. You uh, you slot your uh, SD card in there to record it as well. It's, so if... it's just, you know, it's multifunctional port. So if this is a little muffled, that's why... Muffled. <laughs> hey guys, it's Jay Tagmeyer uh, coming at you from New Jersey while the Fruitless Pursuits crew hangs out all the way across the world recording this podcast together. I'm sure they're having a good time, but I'm going to be having a good time too because I'm going to Gen Con next week. It's the biggest board game convention in North America. It's considered the best four days in gaming, and it is. It's a really good time. There's probably almost 50,000 people there. I think there's like a hundred new games coming out this year, so here's a quick couple that I will be looking for. Uh, Some will be available to buy, some are available to try, and here they are. First up is Rampage. Rampage is exactly what you think. It's huge monsters destroying buildings. Um, I don't know if there is a tie to the video game Rampage, but it's exactly the same thing. Uh, The way that you destroy these buildings and you eat the inhabitants by flicking your monster across the board, blowing on the the people, um, dropping your monster on a building to destroy it, and hitting another monster and stealing its trophies. It's all physical, it's all dexterity, and it sounds really, really cool. So I'll be looking for that. Next would be Smash Up, the obligatory Cthulhu set. Um, I've talked about Smash Up before on the site. Smash Up is an awesome card game where you take two factions, aliens and ninjas, and smash them together and play a game as alien ninjas, 
or ninja aliens. This is a Cthulhu set, so there's four factions that are all themed in the Cthulhu mythos. There's the Innsmouth locals, the horrifying elder things, Miskatonic University members, and the Cthulhu cultists. I don't know a ton about the the whole Cthulhu thing, but four new um, factions is going to be really cool uh, to mix the game up a bunch. So the third and final game I want to check out is SOS Titanic by Ludonaut. It's not going to be available to purchase as of yet, but I'm, I'm hopefully going to try it. And instead of a board in the center of the table, it's really neat because it has a, a book that, that shows each hour of the sinking of the Titanic. Um, each player has certain objectives they have to meet during those hours. After that hour is completed, it flips over to the next page and there's a, a whole different different board pretty much on the table. So it's very interesting and very different, so I'm really excited to check this one out. So that's it for Gen Con 2013. I'll be there in a week, and I'll have plenty to talk about on the site afterwards. All right, see you guys. Thanks, Jay. That's a tough gig. He has to do that solo. Yeah, just sitting in his booth all by himself with, with the lady robot. With his head between his head the between robot thighs. lady thighs. <laughs> but that all sounds good, and I can't wait to hear what happens when he goes to Gen Con and he actually gets to interview other human beings. I, I believe that'll be the first human contact he's had in quite a while. Okay, and I think that's everything. I think we did all those little headings that are up on the top of the site. Yeah, well, you know. Not that we're going to do them necessarily every week. If we don't have anything to say, and look, just bear with us. This was new. This was kind of different. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, seeing how things roll. And, hey, if you guys have any, uh, obviously, suggestions. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> the site and the podcast are obviously for our readers and... Uh, you know, for us to feel special. So if you have any suggestions or, or you know, feedback, uh, we would love to hear it. Also, gifts. We love gifts. But I, I like gifts more than Luke, so you should send them to me. Ah, uh, what? Um, and uh, go and like our Facebook page because um, that is what people do these days, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. But we're also just started, I don't know how it's going to go, but a Facebook group. It's an open to the public group, and this is where we're hoping you'll sort of drop in and talk about stuff, things you're interested in, and let us know what's happening there. Um, and, you know, this will evolve, and hopefully we'll get better as we go. And um, Although, really, we're at the mercy of the news, aren't we? If, like, nothing happens, then what are we going to do? Yeah. So. Well, you know, we can make shit up. We've done that before. We're happy to be your 25th favourite podcast. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I had an idea for the ending. Oh, what, yes, what, we what, need a catchphrase. Yeah, what if I did, like, um, I go, he's been Luke. You go, she's been just in there, and we've been fruitless pursuits. Bang! Okay, and then we bang. <laughs> no, no, we don't bang. We don't bang. I'm going to stop saying bang. Bang. Bang, bang. Bang! <laughs> there, there you go, that's the good part! <laughs> okay, no. So you say the thing. I know, and I'll, we'll try it. Okay. Alright. Uh, okay, is we just going to go from... Yeah, so let's before? try it. Let's see what happens. Okay. I'm still... No, this is all in the show. This is still the show. This isn't edited out. Fuck off! Uh, <laughs> He's been Luke. I've been just Chuck. <laughs> You're Jacinta. And we've been, been fruitless, fruitless pursuits. pursuits. Oh, that was shit, Luke. Okay, we're trying to... Oh, <laughs> hang on. I'm going to watch your hand. Apparently, if you watch somebody's elbow, then right. you can never miss. Oh! oh!